Hey friends, it's Candy Barone. Welcome to the show. So let me ask you, are you ready to say yes to yourself? Are you ready to live your life lit and lead your living legacy? Then you stopped at the right place. Buckle up because here we go. It's about to get raw, real, unscripted, unfiltered, and we're about to jump down some amazing rabbit holes. Let's do this, y'all. Let's get aligned as fuck. Welcome, welcome, welcome everyone to another episode of Aligned as Fuck. I am your host, Candy Barone, and I am super excited. I cannot tell you how much I've been waiting for this conversation, uh, especially when you find out how we got to know each other and everything else. But I have an amazing guest on the show today. I have with me Becca Francis. So before I tell you why she's amazing, let me just welcome her. Say hello, Becca. Hello, welcome. Hello, hello, Candy. Thank you for inviting me on. I was so excited to talk to you um, and to everyone. So yeah, you can hear it in my voice. We're both generators. So we're like, (laughs) yes, and we're going to play off each other because for those of you that are tuning in for the first time, uh, just to let you know, this is a riff session. This is completely Mm -hmm. raw, real, gritty, unscripted. Like I have no idea what rabbit hole we're going to go down, when, why, how, And somehow it just all like is juicy and makes sense. And it ends up being this beautiful adventure. And so Mm -hmm. I'm super excited because this is an opportunity. I actually get to know Becca a little bit more as well. Uh, For those of you that don't know, before I give you her more formal bio, uh, I have been working with Becca in a couple different capacities. Gosh, I guess now the last several months, I've jumped into several Mm -hmm. of her programs. And I have to tell you, I didn't even know who she was. She showed up on my Instagram feed as I was doing deeper dive in human design. And and many of you know, I've been on a quest over the last five years in and out of some deep study at different periods. And uh, last year got pulled into a space that I wanted to go deeper. And as the universe responds, when you are energetically aligned, uh, Becca magically appeared. And I started to follow her for a very short period before I knew she was my teacher to take me to the next level. And so I'm super excited to talk a little bit about that. I am also excited to talk to you because I think the way she approaches human design is really different. And um, I found it really approachable and I found it really open. Um, And I found it allowing me my own path to kind of figure it out for myself. And so um, that really, that really resonated with me. Um, And I know a lot of you are my rabbit hole jumpers as well. And so you kind of like that being able to create your own path and, and your own way that it makes sense. And so anyway, before I get into all of that, let me tell you why she is just freaking amazing on every level. Uh, Becca Francis is a human design visionary entrepreneur, coach, teacher, psychic medium, and CEO of her deeply impactful human design online education company, which I can say firsthand is brilliant. Uh, Through her super popular digital courses, inspiring social media president, presence, masterminds, one-on-one coaching containers, and wealth of free inspiring content. Becca empowers female entrepreneurs to create income and impact by powerfully embodying human design. She spent years miserable in a corporate job. Uh, We, I can relate to that. Y'all know that. Struggling to push all sorts of side hustles into existence. Think everything from wedding planner to selling custom dog t-shirts. Oh my God. I need to tell you that as well. Becca is obsessed with dogs like I am. So we might have one of those little squirrel tangents as well. Yeah. But when she found human design, everything changed and Becca left her job within months. She now has clients and students all over the world. Other human design experts have invited Becca to participate in their courses as a support coach to guide and advisor students. She knows deep in her soul, she is here to help raise the consciousness and bring a new paradigm. So once again, Becca, just welcome. Um, welcome, 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 welcome. I'm Thank so you. thrilled to have you. you. I'm thrilled to be here. I really don't take it for granted when someone says, you know, I'm going to put time aside to explore more about you. You know, I never take that for granted. So I'm just thrilled. And especially to be on your podcast, we can just talk and talk and talk and talk. 
Well, yes. And so let's get into some of that emptiness because truthfully, mm -hmm. I need y'all to know working with Becca has been a life changer for me. It really has. Um, it's changed the way I've looked at human design. It's changed the way I've looked at myself. And there's just been this energy between us from the minute I saw her on Instagram. And then when we had the opportunity to actually work together um, more directly, it's just, it's been this really beautiful dance. And so what I'd love to do, um, Becca, because you do have a background that got you here, that's probably a little bit unorthodox. And um, <laughs> how did you get to this point to know that this was the thing? And I mean, I know for sure, as someone who's experienced it, this is your thing. Mm. And so how did you get here? Let's, let's start there. <laughs> mm. Great question. So how did I get here? Um, I took a, a very circuitous route. I've done so, so many different jobs. It's unbelievable. I I was born in the UK and grew up there and left when I was in my early 30s to emigrate to Australia. And I've worked in Harrods in the UK. I've been, I was a flight attendant for years before I had my two children quite early, well, mid 20s. Um, and I've just done all sorts of things. But when I came to Australia, I, because of the circumstances of our visa, I had to do a certain job and I spent years in an office and it was absolutely soul crushing. I couldn't, it got to a stage where I just couldn't tolerate be, sitting at the same desk for, for day in and day out. You know, I used to say to my husband, there's so many days that I want to just flip my out and drive off into the sunset and I used to literally have to white knuckle it through the day and hold on to my desk to stop myself from doing that and coupled with that I experienced a lot of toxic relationships with women in the workplace no matter where I worked no matter what strategies I tried um, it was always a very very toxic situation and I was looking for a way out. I was always looking for a way out. So like you said, in that very kind introduction, I tried all sorts of things. I tried wedding planning. I tried selling dog products. I tried selling bracelets. I tried print on demand and drop shipping and on and on and on. And nothing, everything kind of was okay, but nothing really took off to the point where um, it was going to sustain me in a full-time job. And it got this feeling that I had to leave and that there was something bigger got so big. I eventually said to my husband, I am going to have to do something. I'm going to have to leave. It's going to have to happen for me. I don't know how, but I'm so miserable. And my poor husband's trying to support me. And it's just, you know, through all this kind of emotional turmoil and in uh, human design, I'm an emotional authority. So my riding my emotions are everything. So in kind of late 2019, early 2020, I trained to become a website designer. I did an online course and my husband was like, oh my God, like this is the next thing you're trying. I'm like, yeah, I'm going to try this. And I decided to work with spiritual entrepreneurs. That was going to be my niche because I'd always had a lot of spiritual experiences, a lot of, um, you know, glimpses out of the corner of my eye, or um, I was very interested in the, you know, ghosts and paranormal shows and all that kind of thing. So start of 2020, I started this business and the website design business. And about halfway through 2020, when we were all at home, I was having to work at home. Um, I started working for an agency that did marketing for spiritual businesses. So I did that. And then just as the pandemic hit, actually, I took a course and I'd never taken one before. It was a mastermind. I was very new to the whole, um, you know, online courses, mastermind, spiritual type arena. So I took this mastermind because I wanted to develop my business. And one of the speakers on the mastermind was talking about human design. And I'd heard it mentioned before somewhere else but I pushed it to the back of my mind I was like this is the last thing I need I really don't need anything new to learn like no I really don't want to learn that but then this speaker in the mastermind really caught my attention and I thought oh that's really interesting I ran my chart same as everyone does I ran it I looked at it snapped the laptop shut and walked away I thought there is no way on earth I'm ever going to understand that ever I just will not be able to understand it 
But then the next few days, all of a sudden, it was like someone had like struck a match and this fire and this obsession with human design came out of nowhere and I had to understand it. So I bought courses, I studied on my own. Um, I had a reading. In fact, it was a business reading. And then the person that I had the reading from was offering a certification course. So I did her certification course and started to understand how energy worked. And within three months, I'd gone part-time in my job. And within six months, I'd left my job to start this human design business because it changed everything. And I know that sounds kind of really cliched. Oh, it changed everything. But Candy, it literally turned my life around upside down. Once I got to understand how energy works and how I could bring into reality the type of life I wanted, everything changed. Yeah. And the people around me, like my husband just could not believe how how fast it happened. So, well, yeah. I want to actually hit on that for a minute because there's a couple of things in what you said. First of all, I can so relate to so many pieces of that. I had a student of mine who was in one of my masterminds. It was mm -hmm. May of 2018, asked me the same question. She's like, oh, have you heard of human design? I just got my chart done. But I was like, yeah, I've heard of it. Then she kept, and she's a manifester and we joke that she knew how to manifest the right thing. <laughs> In fact, she was just here during our ice storm. And she's, I'm like, you were the, she goes, I love watching the fact that you can't stop going down rabbit holes. I'm like, she goes, I love that shit. I'm like, and some, cause she kept talking about it. And it was the same thing. There was this like fire and I went really deep, really hard fast. And then just due to the nature of my business, I got pulled out. And then again, yeah. because of the pandemic, I started to question things and mm -hmm. I was like, I don't know why, but I'm, and, and it was interesting because I was feeling like I was getting taken out and I was getting that old corporate energy again. I had 20 years of corporate rock bottom, like the whole energy of that. Cause I want to ask mm -hmm. you a question about that in just a moment. Um, it was really interesting because all of a sudden I was like, go back to your chart. And this was last year, even that I was, and this is why it was like, it's time to go deep again. Cause it was like, go back to your chart. I want to see something. All of a sudden it was like, well, no wonder why your nervous system's outside your body. This is going mm -hmm. against everything in your design. And mm -hmm. there was just this like fire that lit again. And so I get that because people ask all the time, how quickly can it happen? And I'm like, as soon as you get aligned, as soon mm -hmm. as you get your energy aligned to what you want to call in, it mm -hmm. literally can happen overnight. And it's not a cliche. It's a mm -hmm. holy shit when you get out of your own way and you like let it drop in. And so I love that your story um, shares that and that like you just couldn't because I do think those urges show up that when we're willing to listen mm -hmm. to whisper, it's like, why can't I stop thinking about this? Why can't I stop obsessing about this? You got to follow that path. And so yes. to hear you talk about following that path, was it as simple as following that whisper or did you resist it some and fight it before? I mean, I know it turned quickly once you did, but when the first like drop and the hint kicked in and that fire started to burn, did you follow mm -hmm. the path immediately or did you find yourself really sort of resisting the whisper? Mm. Okay, so when I did that, um, the spiritual CEO mastermind as part of that mastermind we were doing a launch a very small launch a five thousand dollar launch and it was the first launch I'd ever done I'd never you know this is I was very new to all of this and I created a, a course and I really got really excited about it and made all sorts of assumptions about how it would go and no one signed up I had one person on the wait list no one signed up and Candy, I'll be honest, I was so humiliated and embarrassed. I um, at my, I withdrew my energy from the course. Like I didn't want anyone to know. And the woman who ran the course, she's a manifester. She reached out to me and said, what's going on? And I was in floods. I, mean, I can feel that emotion just thinking about it. I was in floods of tears. I said, I'm so embarrassed. This is so humiliating. I feel so stupid. And she said, she said, what you're going through, I don't think I can help you. But what she did was she paid for me to have a session with a friend of hers who was very well versed in energy and how to switch your energy. And I had this session. And what this person advised me to do was to bring my energy into the office. Mm -hmm. 
buy some oracle cards, get some crystals, get some oils, anything you can do to make your energy in the office so big that the office can no longer contain it Mm. is what I want you to do. And that's when I felt resistance. I'll be honest, because I was like, really, after all of these years, after all of this wanting and wishing and hoping, I was very skeptical. But it was my husband that said, no, go go now, go shopping, buy all the things, buy what you need and at least try it. And I did, brought all these things into the office and the energy in the office changed and it switched. And the energy of my job started to fall away. I could feel the foundation of it starting to fall away. That was my only point where I was really skeptical until I saw how powerful it is when you switch your energy. So that was around the same time I found human design. So I knew enough then to know, okay, this has really worked for me. This could really work too. So I didn't hold back at all. Um, I was a bit reticent about talking about it on my um, Instagram because I didn't know much about it. And my teacher said to me, just be very honest, be very transparent, put in your bio, I am learning about human design, be very honest about the fact that you're going to take your audience on a journey with you. And that's some of the best advice I'd received, because that gave me the kind of um, permission almost to talk about it, but from a space of learning about it. So. And what I love about that, I mean, a couple of things, because one, there's a resonance. And for those of you that don't know, while Becca is an emotional 6-2 generator, I'm an emotional 6-2 manifesting generator. And so there's some things in there and that that almost, and, and again, when you know some of the things and all, I hear such an honoring for your design in the 6-2, which is mm-hmm. that live your truth, do you the experiential learning, let the wisdom come from you as you take others along that path. And I just think how beautiful that is to give yourself that permission to say, it's okay, because I do think, and and it takes me back to the, the question I wanted to ask a minute ago or, or tap in a little bit, because I think it's interesting where you talked about one of the things that was really, you were really struggling with in corporate. And one of the things that now is where you're focused on. And I think that shift mm-hmm. is also interesting is now you where you really found yourself struggling with relationships with women you are now that is the space that you are helping these women connect back into something that is more truthful something that is aligning them into a space that they can understand their own wiring and design and do it in this in this realm of bringing in abundance and wealth and 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 like having them stand in their power and so i think it's really interesting Um, one, how you went against the grain a bit, because if you look at everything that's out on socials and and everything, there's a lot of this either performative vulnerability, or there's this um, perception that, oh, it's an overnight, so it happens like this. And for you, I think one of the things that drew me in so deeply to you so immediately was the transparency. And so Mm -hmm. I'm curious, one, how did you finally make the shift to realize that women were who you wanted to be ultimately focusing on and mm-hmm. where has that 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 aspect of transparency played i also know it's one of your defined areas in your mm-hmm. so i i'm curious because that transparency i i think has been really critical um, for how you show up and how people connect to you. And I know that both in how I was attracted to you in the first place and being in your multiple of your containers. Mm-hmm. So I think one of the things that it's really important to say is that when I started sharing about human design and about my struggles with women in the office, um, that I used to get so many people that would reach out to me and say, I'm so glad that you've been honest about this. I struggle with it too. How have you had the courage to talk about it? And I'll be completely honest. I had no other options, Candy. I was so desperate and so unhappy that I had tried everything else. So my last resort almost was to sit in the car before I went into the office and just blurt all these things out onto my stories about how it was going to take me all my courage just to walk through the door that day how I couldn't believe that this was my life how did this happen to me but as I was doing that and as I learned about energy and human design 
different. So I started to say, I'm so excited that my own business is big enough that I'm going to be able to leave. It wasn't, but that was the energy that I was creating. I would get out of my car, walk to the office, and I would imagine that I was walking down my hallway here at home from my bedroom into my office. I would literally imagine that. So point being, I had no other option, that, to be honest, because I felt my back was really against the wall. And second of all, once I started to learn about my gene keys, one of the gene keys is called your vocation. And when you look at your vocation, the shadow of that gene key is your core wound, the thing that you struggle with the most. And the gift is your zone of genius. And those two energies are polar opposites. They're a deep energetic stretch to get from your shadow to your gift in that particular sphere. And when I was studying Gene Keys in the course I was doing, I had an assumption about what my biggest challenge might be <laughs> and or a couple of things. And, you know, same old stories that always play out. Oh, it'll probably be this, it'll probably be that. And when I looked at the Gene Key, the shadow of it, not just the shadow, but some of the Gene Key shadow expressions have a repressive and a reactive um, expression. And the repressive expression for me was excluded. And my assumption was, oh, women exclude me from everything. Like I always get excluded. But when I read the, de the definition of it, it was, no, no, what's happening is you will exclude yourself before other people can exclude you so that you don't get wounded. And that is the biggest single thing that was my light bulb moment, because that's exactly what I did. But because this is an unconscious energy in the vocation sphere, I had no clue that I was doing that. And as soon as I read that and as soon as I owned it and took responsibility for my part in it, I could look at things very differently. And once I started to look at things differently, again, I had this shift in my energy and I looked at the gift level and the gift level is intimacy and the city is transparency. So understanding that my zone of genius is this emotional intimacy with women flipped everything for me. And it's like the women that I'd had such difficult relationships with kind of fell away. Most of them were at my job and I left. So they just literally fell away. I do find the shadow does come up. It's come up recently. It, it kind of comes up in, you know, new level, new devil. It comes up again. And, you know, you think you've done the work and you're like, damn, I'm back here again. How can this be? Um, but now I can move through it more quickly. But, yeah, I just, I, I'm in awe of the fact that what was my biggest issue is now my greatest gift and my zone of genius. And it's just, it's mind-blowing to me how just that realization in that one sphere can flip everything. Well, and that's what I think is so powerful about this. First of all, I'm just going to caveat any of you that are like, okay, gene keys, human design, whatever, getting, starting to get interested. Let me just tell you, especially when you get into the gene key level into what Becca's talking about, you get into the different sequences and you understand some of your core wounding and other, it'll kick you in your ass and you need to go through it with some space and grace for sure. Uh, Cause I know mine is codependency and sensitivity and sacrifice. And um, that shows up in multiple <laughs> lines in my chart. And so it's not just in my core wounding it's in multiple areas and so it's I do like and I think I'm gonna have to borrow that from you at some point new level new devil kind of kind of speak because one of the things and I would gather that you've um this has been part of the journey for you as well and so I'd love for you to talk to about that a little bit as well um I remember doing a constellation which you know for those of you that don't know a constellation it's being able to do kind of linear past regression on generational trauma that's been carried forward you have the way that somebody helps to facilitate that you can see line, like patterns in your family. And so I was exploring some things on my dad's side of the family because there's a ton of abuse with my dad and, and other, and it was like every other generation, like as bad as my dad was, my great grandfather was like five times worse, right? And there's just this thing, but I remember having this realization in the constellation and this has been for me, and I'd be, I'd love to hear your like experience with this. For me going through this, it's been both, what are the words? Liberating. I'm going to use one of my words in my, my, my power. It's been very liberating and it's been very humbling. 
and it's been at times, it can be very heavy, um, Mm -hmm. is understanding sort of this realization that our shadows aren't going away. Mm-hmm. They're not, we're, the, the, the objective is not to get rid of your shadow, so to speak, so that you can be in your gift. It's to, at least my understanding. And I, like I said, I'd love your understanding of this. It's more around being able to embrace your shadow and mm-hmm. understand what your shadow is here to teach you. The many layers that keep digging you down each time takes you another layer, level deeper and and to your point we I, we once you understand that and embrace it you have the propensity to be able to bounce or or sort of create the resiliency to move beyond what the gift wants to bring you to um that was a big realization for me and i remember being in my constellation and i didn't know it at the time i it's actually in the work that i've done with you that i've been able to kind of connect that together but it's the space of oh that trauma is not going away. Like this is, this is part of what I'm here to experience. Like I literally had that, oh shit, or actually it was more like, you know, fuck moment in my constellation where yeah. I was like, well, I literally can remember being in the constellation and you're kind of in this contemplation space, which is that kind of in between. But I remember this, this knowing dropped in. I'm like, oh, this is like, I'm going to be living this the rest of my life. Like this is not going away. And it was almost as if I had this point to go, all right, Candy, look, you have a choice. You can either embrace the fact that this shit's not going away, or you can keep fighting it, which is going to keep you stuck in this very contracted, very resistant energy. That's just going to suck. And it's just going to create more struggle. You can either see it for what it is and recognize, Oh, this is part of what I'm here to activate and teach and lead because I do a lot of human design back to leadership paths. Mm-hmm. And it was such an eye opening. Like I said, it was, it was liberating. It was humbling. And it was seriously, it pissed me off all in the same <laughs> breath. But I was like, what the fuck? I was, I wanted my constellation to clear this shit out. Not like, yeah. tell me that it was forever my destiny. And it was the fate I was here to carry through the, like, how did you, did you hit that? And how did you sort of, how did you embrace it? If you did, I mean, obviously you did, but like, I don't know. I'd love to hear your kind of thoughts and experience on that. Cause for me, it was like all of that mixed into one that it was just kind of like, Oh, and I, and it almost created this resolve that just said, (laughs) (laughs) surrender. Like for me, it was like the purest moment of surrender I've had was just the resolve of, Oh, this is my shit that I get to carry with me. And yay. I love that. I love you. It really pissed you off. It did me too. I was like, I didn't want it to be that. I wanted it to be something quote unquote more spiritual than excluding myself from like office parties. What the hell is that about? Um, <laughs> um, but it's it's interesting as you were talking. So when I'm talking or teaching or coaching, I'll get psychic downloads. And what they've just shown me is you've got that shadow or the whole shadows and blocks thing in energy work I've just now started to I call them shadows because it's a gene keys term but I just call them old stories that we get to retell because sometimes I think when we call them shadows and blocks they can feel really heavy but what I've just been shown is that shadow has repercussions back there's like a timeline that goes back and there's a timeline that goes forwards and when you understand what that energy is, it breaks it open. So what I mean by that is once I understood this is what was going on in my life and I could start to, start to take responsibility for changing it, I started to look at the patterns that I'd picked up from my family and from my mum, particularly around relationships with women. And I love my mum to death. She's amazing. But I remember her telling me when I was very young, you don't get on well with girls. All your friends are boys. And when your mum tells you that, that's quote unquote gospel. And that got in my head. And I was like, oh, okay. All right. Well, okay. Well, that's the way it is. I looked at her relationships with her friends, which were contentious and difficult at times because she had a difficult time at work. She was suspicious of women. And I'm not putting the blame on her but I'm understanding when you look backwards these are the things that contribute to it 
Now, the good news is when I started to look forwards at what does this mean for me now, when this came up again, literally a couple of months ago, the same wounding came up and I started to feel all the same feelings and I blamed myself. I was like, how can you still be feeling all these feelings and be triggered so readily? Like, haven't you done all this work? What is wrong with you? But looking back at that situation, now I see the difference was I had a really good female friend who also knew this other person who could guide me through it and was a brilliant support to me. And I had never had that before. And without that situation happening, I wouldn't have seen just what an incredible person she, I know, know she was, but she's even more incredible. And I also had a coach that helped me through it. Mm-hmm. So it was like, my guides were saying okay we're going to bring it to you again but we're going to show you there are different ways to deal with it you can if you surrender to these women this female energy they will help you through this and I'd never done that before I'd always kind of kept it to myself so that's that's the gift literally of gene keys it helps you look back at your old patterns and shatter them and then it helps you look forward to okay, I'm always going to experience this. Shadows are not bad things. They're just things that we get to kind of observe and move through. And how is that situation different now? Well, that situation has broken my heart open even more and helped me lean on my friends and my coach in a way that I wouldn't have done because I had these walls up. So, yeah. Oh, it's beautiful. And I mean, that's the thing I think that's been so altering for me is getting in the space of not just kind of acknowledging that the shadows don't go away and they're not, it's not that they're bad. I think even yeah. having some, like getting to a place where I have such compassion for my shadows, because after I did the spiraling of, oh my God, seriously, you've got to be kidding me that this is, and especially like, I can remember the first time I did my sequences and I looked uh-huh. at my full sequence and four of the three of the four spheres are all around codependence and set like it is a profoundly and what's interesting is when I started to realize oh that's really here part of what I'm here to teach like when I understand that it, there's so much of my gift that the work that I get to do inside that space it's been a game changer and what's mm-hmm. interesting is on the vocation line it's that five line you know that's all about systems and management and whatever and I'm like And it occurred to me and it was interesting because even the other day something dropped in where I was like, oh, there's a conversation. I think about my leadership work that I do and I do a lot of, I bring a lot of human design into those leadership teams and we look at, and my whole communication line is all around leadership, which is also interesting. But what's, what was, when that five kind of dropped in and I was really sitting with it the other day in that contemplation space, what was interesting was when I realized that part of it is not just because I thought it was just in these partnerships or these intimate relationships of the codependency of whether it was with clients or these things. And so when you mm-hmm. think about the layers of what you can sort of embrace, what you can dig into, it, it got me thinking about there's codependencies in our current systems, right? There's codependencies in our culture. There's codependent. I was like, oh, that's a whole bigger. And there was this really opening to you to, to that point where like you, it cracked wide open. Like it got very clear. Oh, oh, like I see it forward now. And so I think there's that, that when you can get to that space, because you know, we can get into those blocks, we can get into the stories. There's a lot of programming conditioning and they Mm. can level you a little bit when you first start digging in for sure. I mean, Mm. it's opening up all, especially on the unconscious side, right? The conscious side, we kind of get it a little bit, but the unconscious side is like, "Mm." it's very confronting. Yeah, oh, it's extremely confronting. Yeah. And if you can give yourself that space and grace to say, it's just here to guide me. And I remember reading one of my favorite books is called Spirit Hacking by Shaman Durek. And he's, mm-hmm. and I love, cause he uses language like mine. So he's really direct, no filter. And I'm like, really, this is a shaman speaking. Cause it's like, <laughs> hanging out. Yeah, like, but him. he talks about this space around all our shadows are here to do is to guide us, to bring them to the light. They're actually our best friend. When we understand that the shadow mm-hmm. is here to open up the space to show us how to reach in and grab the light, like how to open, crack open and let the light in. Once there's light, the shadow starts to change in what it's here to teach us and how. And I just found that fascinating because, you know, no, 
no coincidence that I read that as I was starting to dive deep into your first container that I did with you. So it's mm -hmm. interesting how those things show up. And for you, one of the things I, that you have recently stepped into to go down a deeper rabbit hole is your mediumship. And so I would mm -hmm. actually like to know how that, like how that called to you as you were doing this really deep human design and gene keys work and how that because you even mentioned, I can see things and sometimes it just drops mm -hmm. in. The guides just told me, talk a little bit about that side of what you do as well. Cause I think it's so fascinating. Mm. Mm. Yeah. So I, I've always, like I mentioned previously, I've always had a real um, interest in mediumship. Like I would always watch mediumship programs always. And I've always had, um, I don't know this this sixth sense or whatever but being a typical line six in my first third of my life path up to the age of 30 I had a lot of big life experiences I had an extremely toxic narcissistic marriage um and I had two very small children in that marriage um and it makes it sound like they were literally small children. I mean, <laughs> my children were very small when I was in them. I was like, I had two very small children. They weren't, ironically, they were very big. Anyway, babies doesn't <laughs> Anyway, tangents, tangents. Where was I? Yes, these big life experiences. And my, when I was with my first husband, because he was very narcissistic, everything shut down. And all of my intuition, um, all of the things that I would see and hear and feel completely shut down because I was so focused on survival. But then I met my second husband and he was much, much more open to it. And I started to have experiences that I was able to talk to him about and he would listen. He would say, look, I don't understand, but I want to hear, tell me, this is really interesting. And the more I talked about it, the more it started to open up for me. And as I was doing human design readings, I would get things just drop in. And I'd say before, at the beginning of every reading, I say to a client, I do work psychically as well. Are you comfortable for me to share that so that they know what's coming? And they always say yes. And these things would just drop in. I'd say, I can see this. You know, I'm getting a vision of this. I don't know. They're giving me this word. So I'm going to have to say it. And I started to explore it. I did a very basic intuitive course uh, year before last. And then my ultimate mentor, a medium called Lisa Williams, who I had followed for years. She used to have a TV show way back in the day. And I loved her. My husband loved watching her. The family loved watching her. And I've always kind of followed her. Um, she was running a course to become a certified spiritual advisor. So mediumship, healing and psychic work. And I signed up immediately, just signed up for it. And that's what I'm doing now. And I can't believe I get to work with her. I just cannot believe that I get to be guided and mentored by her. And we we do healing, we do psychic work, but it's really the mediumship that excites me the most and where I feel really comfortable. And I often get glimpses, particularly at night, I'll get glimpses of spirits. During the day, I'll get glimpses of my dogs. Of course, we get onto dogs. Both of them have passed and I'll get glimpses of, you know, they were... Um, they were gold. My husband used to call them yellow. <laughs> they're not yellow, they're gold. And I get glimpses of them. And I just feel so, I feel so at home in mediumship. And um, so it's, it's, I'm very new to it, but I'm learning. So, and it's fascinating. I don't know where this is going to end up with human design, mediumship, psychic work, healing. I don't know where it's all going to land eventually, but I don't need to know that. I That's just what's so beautiful, right? And maybe this is the Manny Jen and me who's like, oh my God, please don't stick me in a box forever that like, I got to figure out that all these rabbit holes are going to end up here. That just makes me sick to uh -huh. my stomach. And I get that's the Manny Jen and me because I'm like, oh my God, why would you want everything to come to a place where it's like, this is the thing. I get yeah. it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and I think it's so fascinating. I, what I love about that is, is twofold. One, just following the path of curiosity. I think that, you know, it's, it's, it's so interesting. And I mean, last week I even went on and just did some basic stuff around human design again, where it's like, 
here's what's interesting. We're all taught about this, you know, especially in the Western culture, but I, I know it's prevalent over by you as well. This whole hustle, this whole, like, how much can you do? How much can you, you get done? What can you achieve? What you can accomplish? And I mean, aside from a projector who even success looks different for them, we're not wired that way. We're not wired yeah. to be on this quest to keep grinding and to keep pushing and to keep like fitting into some kind of box that we were never meant to be put in in the first place. I mean, we are all here to fill a certain piece of the puzzle all like it's supposed to be different, right? And when hmm. you can let curiosity take you down these just beautiful paths of unexpected surprises, hmm. I think it's so, because I know and I've experienced some of you bringing in this mediumship in even your real time, what you're training in our containers. And it's beautiful to watch because you, you can see yourself receiving that, which I think is also an energy that most people don't. And I know you talk about this a lot in particular, that receiving energy and being able to the difference between receiving and even holding, mm -hmm. um, in that space of we say we want to call these things forward, yet we do everything to resist it, to block it, to, to shut it off instead of allowing that curiosity to be the thing that sort of opens up these portals for things to come to us easily and effortlessly. And like I said, I think it's one of the things that really drew me to you in, in because it just felt so easy. Like it was the mm -hmm. easiest yes I've ever said. And I know I've mentioned this to you before as a Manny Jen, me finishing a program is usually not <laughs> Somebody's got seven weeks. I get to about four or five, and I'm like, I got what I need. I'm done. I'm moving on. I'm, 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 I'm complete. All of your containers, I have done, even the bonus materials, and I, I have done every single piece. Oh. Um, and it keeps like drawing me in. Like, there's things. I mean, I have notebooks upon. By the way, these are my notebooks from your your courses. I just. Wow. <laughs> These are, these are my Becca notebooks. I mean, I need y'all to know this is from two of her big containers, all of her free content. This is my Becca book, money cartography with Becca Francis. Oh. Exactly. Like I put some other things in, but this is my Becca journey. I'm just going to say, um, oh, so happy. <laughs> I like, literally there is five and I have another one open over there because now I'm going down a deeper path in the activation sequences and the open centers and whatever but all of that is to say that there was such a catalyzer to move me into a different direction because the way I was studying it years ago and the way I'm studying it now are I don't even say studying I'm allowing it to sort of guide me but what mm -hmm. I love is you bringing in that mediumship that's allowing you because this is something that you've talked about a lot is and, and I think there's an opportunity because people get so caught up in the niche or their purpose or their thing or the, and it's, it, it, stop trying to bring it into this one confined space and look at what are the things and the paths that light you up that have you curious and how could you consider bringing all of that like mm -hmm. you talk about, you do human design and wealth and abundance. And now there's this medium mm -hmm. There's pieces that create a niche by itself versus us trying to go out and copy everyone else and putting it in that space. And so I, I just think that 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 ability that you demonstrate that so effortlessly is is part of your magic. And I it, to me, when I learn more that you were doing the meeting, I'm like, of course, it's a no brainer. I've watched you. I've watched the things drop in for you. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Yeah, it's very visceral. Um, what kept coming up as you were talking was we don't follow our curiosity because it doesn't quote unquote make money, right? We should be doing, we should be making lists and posting posts and writing blogs and creating this and creating that. Curiosity is not what, society doesn't want us to be curious. Governments don't need us to be curious, here I go. <laughs> they don't want us to be curious. They want us to stay in our box. So we've learned that curiosity is just like idle, um, kind of idle work. We want you to do the work work. Um, but what I found is through understanding my design, through understanding that um, things will appear in my reality for me to respond to, for understanding the shadow of my conscious son is impatience. And when I try and push things into being, it never works. What works is for me to have patience and to understand that my spirit team will bring me things as and when. 
they feel it's time. So with money cartography, for example, um, that literally beginning of last year dropped in. It dropped in and I just started. I didn't even know what the modules were going to be, like what the details of them were going to be when I sold the course. Again, I'll be totally transparent. I knew roughly what I wanted to talk about, but the name dropped in. Like I flicked through a human design book, the word cartography. Well, of course, it's a money map. Like, of course, it's cartography. And some people would say, well, that's a confusing name. You should name an offer for the outcome. I don't care about any of that. Right. I'm like, well, it's got to be money cartography because that's what was bought to me. And I just kind of followed those hints and nudges. Um, but it takes courage. And it in a business where you want it to be very abundant, you want it to be very successful, and with my open head center, I get very influenced by everyone around me on social media. So I stopped following everyone apart from, I think I follow maybe 14 people now that I choose to follow, that I want to be inspired by. So I've stopped um, this awful imposter syndrome of well, what's going to work, what's going to make money. No, I know that it's not about making money. It's about being in a state where the money that's, as Amanda Francis says, the money that's circling you can make its way to you. And don't get me wrong, that doesn't mean I just sit here all day like this. With my <laughs> right. I don't. I really don't. But I also know that when I think positive thoughts about the next round of money cartography, when I think about the goal I'd like to reach, when I think about how happy I am, when I'm going to reach that goal, I see the payments dropping in. I see that abundance coming in. That's how it works for me. But even talking, and I think as a woman, talking about how much you desire abundance, how much you want money, even saying that, some people listening to this will find that jarring and it will hit up against them like a like a bulldozer. Ooh, I want money. Of course I do. The more money I have, the better my life becomes, the better my family's life becomes, the more dog charities I can um, donate to. That's one of the things that I do every month because it makes me happy, but I want to give more. I want to give much more to the charities that mean a lot to me. So of course I want money. Of course I do. Which I and think there's such a stigma around that, right? I mean, yeah. for us to let that go. And I will say, first of all, I owe you a huge thanks because you are the one that introduced me to Amanda Francis as well. And I started doing her work and one of her programs in conjunction with yours mm -hmm. because there is this space that says I shouldn't be, I shouldn't ask for it. And we have this, and I think about even the work that we do and to your point, it's the work for the system. It's the work for others. It's not our work, right? It's not the, the yeah. space. And there's a big difference between taking action and taking inspired action action just for the sake of action is what has created this pan epidemic of busy inspired mm. action guides you in a space that feels very aligned opens you up allows that to really drop in and so i i think you know first of all i just i love that you're opening up spaces to invite women in to talk about wanting money to desire mm -hmm. money i think it is such a stigma we need to break down mm -hmm. um, and to be able to do that and be able to map that back in a way that I, I money cartography i love the name of it i thought it was so brilliant and as someone who's done that course um deeply done that course your hour and a half videos i spent six hours doing a video <laughs> i would watch after the fact and like take my 27 pages of notes and whatever <laughs> um so just brilliant for you to be able to bring that work and, and sort of turn that up on its head. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I feel so strongly about um, getting, as Amanda says, you know, credit where credit's due, getting money into the hands of good women and good people is so important and so empowering. And that's not meant to diminish the divine masculine in any way. Um, but the more money we have, the more good we can do with it. And there's a statistic, I'm not going to quote the exact statistic because I don't know it well enough, but there's a statistic that says that women with money do more good and invest in um, you know, cleaner, greener companies, invest in companies that will support the planet than men do with wealth. Yeah. And that's not an attack on men in any way, love the masculine, but um, 
I feel so strongly about that. And you know what else I feel strongly about is that I'm going to say something probably a bit controversial, but it isn't hard. And what I mean by that is because I struggled for so long to attract money through businesses, I saw the difference when I followed my curiosity and I followed those nudges about how the money comes. So I'm saying it from a place of experience. It isn't hard to attract large amounts of money. And we're told it is, we're told, but it isn't. That's the whole blowing the lid off it. It is not hard, but it's the way we do it that we're not taught. We're taught, you know, when I was younger, I was taught money doesn't grow on trees. Um, I was taught that, you know, you had to, I was always losing things when I was a kid. I was always losing things and breaking things. I used to get in so much trouble for it. But what I've learned now is, yes, if I lose something, it's not because I was careless. It's just because I lost it. So I'll replace it. You know, it's that kind of thinking. Well, and Or we're taught the space of you can manifest a dollar, but you can't manifest a million. And I will tell you, honestly, from a physics level, it's easier to manifest the million than it is the dollar. Just put that out there because the, the amount of effort, effort to call that in, in the first place is, is the space. It's a matter of just energetically aligning. And I, I love that you say that because we do have, I have clients all the time like, oh, it's going to be hard. I'm like, that could be one story. Or mm. what if it didn't have mm -hmm. to be? I mean, imagine if it wasn't hard. It doesn't have to be any harder than you keep convincing yourself or buying into from the story that you've been told. This is programming. And again, like I said, it was interesting that on the five line for the 19, it shows in on my codependence. It was like, oh, there's a codependency in systems and in this programming and this conditioning and the way that we lean in that I'm like, oh. Because if we can disrupt that, and I think about, you know, all of what's shifting and we could get into a whole lot of conversation around the energy that's shifting and other things. But I think mm -hmm. about when we can stand in a space that say, that's just not the story I'm willing to buy into anymore. Because clients ask that all the time. How long does it take? I go, the minute you choose a different story. And, I, and, and it can be that quickly. And the only thing that's the delay is, is your vibration and frequency matched with what you're trying to call in? If mm -hmm. not, then that's the work that needs to happen is, is writing your energy, writing your mindset, writing your belief, and then re then receiving as if it's already come and allowing yourself that surrender. And I use the analogy all the time that we trust Amazon more than we trust the universe. I said, you put an order into Amazon, you put your color, you put the thing, you pay, you do your part and pay, but you're not tracking to make sure they put it on a FedEx truck versus a UPS truck, like determining what route it's going to get to your house and whatever. I said, however, when we do that and place our quote order into the universe, you're sitting there dinking around trying to like decide, well, no, the the truck's got to come this path and it better come in my front door and it better have a red ribbon. And the universe is like, but I got something bigger and I need you to open the garage because it comes in there and it's not, I can't wrap it because it's too big. And will you quit telling me it has to come through the, I can't. Okay. Then I guess I'll right size it because you need it to fit in this <laughs> container. It's so crazy. Really, I love that. Right. I mean, it's so crazy that I'm like, we track every move the universe is making. Yeah. Like, oh, the yeah. S is too slow. You need to put that parcel on a FedEx truck. Yeah. And you need to go the other way. Yeah. I'm like, we trust, yeah. the, you, we trust Amazon more than we trust our ability to surrender and believe. Because I've said, and, and I know you feel this, that this thing that lights you up, that curiosity, that, that whatever, do you honestly believe whatever you want to call your maker you know, God, source, Penelope, Dow, whatever you want to call it. Do you honestly believe that thing is that that thing keeps poking at you? That thing keeps whispering at you only to be told, oh, Becca, you're so cute. Oh, <laughs> yeah. You're oh, so that you? doing that again. Instead of going, oh, my sweet yeah. child, why do you make this so difficult? <laughs> I want to give you all of it. Will you stop thinking you've got to drive the bus? Will you just sit back, relax? Let me do the, the part I need you to do is this. It's not all of this. <laughs> Let me believe. Yeah. Do I love you, that. You're fully supported. Everything you need is already available. Yeah. It's so true. And a, a lot of that I've learned again through human design. I'm a passive manifester. So what that means is I don't, if I'm launching a course, I don't put 10 post-it notes on the wall waiting for the right people to come in so I can write their names on. 
I've tried it. That's an active manifester. Works very, very well for active manifestors. But for me, I have vision boards and affirmations everywhere because I let the universe know this is how I want to feel. I want to feel successful. I want to feel abundant. I want to feel like I'm really helping more women than I did the last time. That's how I want to feel. And then I leave the rest to her. And that's how she brings me clients like you that just come out of nowhere. And I have such a strong bond with perfectly aligned clients because I'm not out there looking for you. But what I'm just saying is we're so be- different because I am a completely active manifester. Both <laughs> on my sense. very finite and my, so I'm like, yeah, that's great. And there better be charts <laughs> in this and that. And there's still a space of understanding what's your part in the active manifestation and letting go of control. I still mm-hmm. am not trying to control or learning not to. And, but for me, I'm like, oh, I want a blue. And it's like, no, which shade is it? Opera glasses? Is it this? Like the universe is like, be specific about what shade of blue you want the vehicle to be versus like I it's very specific for me in fact my car that I manifested after my accident is literally the color of my business it is that blue I was very Mm -hmm. clear I want that navy blue. I don't want a kind of blue I want that blue and so sure Mm -hmm. enough that's what shows up right and so interesting because there's a different and when you know that you stop fighting against the ease, the grace, the, the, the way to call that in. And so, um, oh my God, I just adore you so much. Yeah. It's, it's so different. Thank you. It's so different. Yeah. I would say, I know the kind of car that I'd like next kind of, I don't really know what it's called. I couldn't tell you what kind of car it is. I know it's kind of got a matte black finish and kind of silver wheels, but I don't really know, but I'm like, Oh, I want to feel luxurious. I want to feel successful. I want to feel that way. And then I let it go. Yeah, see, I would be like, I want black leather bucket seats. I want the interior. I don't want red trim. I want this trim. I want this. Like I, I want. I don't want just a regular moon roof. I want one of the panoramic. Yeah, gotta like have double. Like all of that is detailed in what I want to call forward. The more specific I get, the better. Yeah. In fact, there's a mutual friend of ours, Kelly Greenslade, who she's an active manifester. And she's, she says to me, I scare myself sometimes. Like if she's not specific, like so specific, things will turn up that are nearly there, but not quite, or it might turn up in a different way. And now before she decides what she wants to manifest, she's like, I need to be careful of this shit. Like I need to make <laughs> Exactly. Yeah, Kelly, I feel I you hundred percent because then it's like Amazon. I'm like, oh, I need to return that. That wasn't quite yeah, the right fit. Quite. And then it's more yeah. time. And I'm like, okay, adjust. But yeah, the more specific down to the granular, you know, like I like to say, the gnat's ass of like yeah. specificity. Yeah. Uh, and sometimes you're like, oh, really? And then you're like, okay, do you want to manifest what you want, or do you want to like? bring this in. Yeah. And so you do, you understand your stylings and speaking around that for people that are like, Oh my God, I love Becca as much as candy does or more. Um, you have some things coming up that are places that people can play. And so if you would talk a little bit about your new container that's coming up as well as, um, how people can connect with you. Um, I found her on Instagram. I'm just saying she's there. She's amazing. Um, let people know how they can get in touch with you, please. Sure. Um, Okay. So I'm on Facebook and Instagram. I'm not really on Facebook that much. I'm more on Instagram at the Becca Francis. Um, I do have a free resource. So if you go into my website, beccafrancis.com, you can download a free six part human design course that will take you through the basics. So that's completely for free. And also on my courses page on my website, I've got money cartographies opening again for enrollment in the middle of March. And whoever's on my wait list always gets a really cheeky, juicy discount um, code as well. So you can jump onto my website on the courses page and just sign up for the wait list. Yeah. Match running between the 13th and the 15th of March. I'm running a live stream. Every time I open one of my big courses, I do a live stream because I love teaching that way and they're really, really popular. So we're doing made of money. So three days to dive into Gene Keys specifically. So that'll be interesting. And that um 
money cartography opens for enrollment at the same time i've already done money cartography i'm going to tell you it is a phenomenally like i said it's the only one of the only programs for uh launched by human design also <laughs> but like i've done all of her but money cartography is one that i've done every single module for and literally you saw my books of notes i cannot stress how powerful this is and i will tell you as someone who did her three day i've done the free i've done all of that i will be back on the three day this time because even though it will be a lot of stuff that she's done she brings new stuff every time she teaches that is the gift of the six two they don't mm -hmm. ever teach the same thing twice um they come in and bring whatever is new relevant like instant and i will tell you in being in becca's container it's probably one of the things that i think resonates so much for me because y'all know this is my style as soon as it hits for me, as soon as something is real time and it, and it, and it integrates for me, I have to teach it. And so that mm -hmm. is that six, two energy in that line. And so I will tell you that as Becca continues to do her own path and her own, even in this mediumship and other things that she's doing, she brings the new flavor. She brings the new learning. She brings anything that she's experienced real time as she's experiencing it gets dropped in the container and so um i highly encourage you guys to check it out follow her on instagram um if you have any curiosity around human design whatsoever or gene keys i cannot think of a better person for you to start um that journey with especially if you want to go deep and you want to do it in a way that feels easy it feels it, like it, it hits because some of the stuff you can get into and mind you i've got about 12 books sitting over there some of it can get a little dense and a little heavy and it gets a little like ooh. becca has this way of really making it and again i know she's got the 23 gate she can make it very simplified um she brings some very complex um quantum physics quantum energy type material into a way that just makes sense and i i cannot stress that enough because i think we're we're lacking that in our world right now people that can take really big complex systems and concepts and bring it down into a way that translates into our everyday life and I do not know and it's not because she's sitting here on my show I mm -hmm. honestly don't know if I know somebody that does it as masterfully as Becca does it is actually quite exquisite and um, something that has just blown me away from the minute that our energies connected. And so I just highly, highly encourage you to go out and check out what she's got going on. Follow her. She's always putting rich content out. And um, so, yeah, so just amazing stuff. And I just think you're brilliant. And I have so much gratitude for you, for everything that you've brought into my life, um, everything that um, I continue to learn from you and for you being on my show today. I'm so grateful oh, that you're thank here. Thank you. Well, and thank you for, for holding this space for me. I've had the best time, absolutely the best time. It's always good. It's the only time that I really look back on this whole journey and look at how far I've come when I do an interview like this. So thank you for that. And thank you for being so gracious as well. Oh, you're so welcome. And so first of all, I just want to say hashtag save all the dogs. So oh. Becca and I are both like, I seriously, one of these, I will have sanctuaries upon sanctuaries upon sanctuaries, save all the dogs. And uh, Becca, so if you had one last thing, um, I'd love, first of all, I'd love to have you back. I'd love to have more conversations with you about other wow. things. So I would love to welcome you back um, or invite you back. And I, do you have anything that would be maybe a last either, I don't know, whatever's on your heart, whatever you would like to share um, with this audience as we close out for today. Um, mm. Thank you. Thank you for that. Um, I think the last thing I would say is human design isn't meant to be, I don't view it as an exclusive um, kind of club or clique. It can feel like that. And I say that because particularly if you're new to it, it can be overwhelming. It can be like, all oh, these people know all these things and I don't. One of my missions is like Candy said, I've got um, gate 23 in my throat center. So I have a drive to make everything simple and accessible. And I don't let it completely run my life. It's another tool that I use. So I like to get it in perspective. It's designed to be experimented with and tested out. It's not a dogma. So don't feel that if you're new to it, it's there's a barrier to entry or um, there's always lots of free content that you can consume before you decide to invest in a course, if that's what you decide to do. But it really is a gift to all of us and it's not designed to be uh, exclusive. So that's that's one of my missions and that's what I would leave you with today. It's just another tool in the same way that astrology is just another tool 
But at the end of the day, trust your gut. That overrides everything. No matter what's in your design, no matter what's in your astrology, your intuition and your curiosity is will never, never steer you wrong. So that's why yeah, I, I love that. And I think that's so important to just drive home that it is, it's not a box. It's not a, a place to pigeonhole you. It's not a dogma. I love that you just said that it is a space. It is, it is a tool. And I think one of the more comprehensive tools that's available to us on so many levels to play with. Um, and I know I've done a lot of videos around contemplating and what that means and playing in that space, but it really is just a place to let your curiosity guide you. Don't think you have to. And that's what took me out initially was trying to go down every rabbit hole and figure it out. And like, it's, not, it's not something to be learned or even studied as much as it is to play with and let it guide you where it mm -hmm. needs to take you for your own path. And as always, because we can't talk about being aligned as fuck in any capacity, unless you remember that always free will and your personal power is your choice. And so mm -hmm. there is nothing you are here to stand in a space where you get to decide, you get to decide how deep, yeah. how far, what has you curious and make no apologies, no justification or no validation um, because of it. And so with that, I hope that something, I, I know something popped for you. Um, I would love to hear your comments. Please let Becca know what resonated most in her story, um, what you're excited to explore or what path maybe curiosity is pulling you towards. And with that, always remember that this is your opportunity to say yes to yourself, destroy the noise that gets in your way and know that you are here to live your truth and be aligned as fuck. With that, this is Candy. I want to say thank you for joining us today. Becca, thank you so much, so, oh, so you. much um, for being here. I adore you. I love you. And I can't wait to continue building our friendship as well. And so with that, everybody, thank you for tuning in. And uh, we will catch you on the next episode uh, next time. Thanks, everyone. Well, all right, y'all. That's a wrap. Thank you so much for joining me today please hit the subscribe button so that you don't miss any of our upcoming episodes. You can also find me out in the socials. In the meantime, remember, say yes to yourself, destroy the noise getting in your way, and live your life aligned as fuck. This is Candy Barone, and I will catch you next time.